I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is Kiara Mazuko of Bold Self. Kiara is a self-help coach and guide who empowers women to be their best self, to truly be who they are and to express that so they can live their life more fully and be financially free. She gets super vulnerable in our conversation and we go in depth about manifesting, the law of attraction, the act of surrendering, love, and her powerful journey through the ups and downs to get her to where she is now. She's doing some amazing work, and I was truly inspired by our conversation. I just want to welcome Kiara to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm really excited about this one. I, <laughs> me and Kiara slightly know each other um, through mutual friends, and those mutual friends are some of the most amazing people I think either one of us maybe have ever met before. Uh, so it's always really, really exciting to have amazing, beautiful, kind, loving friends and then get to meet one of their their friends uh, and to be able to have a conversation here with you. Uh, I'm so grateful for it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's like soul connection activation. You're just like, you're my people. So it's just, it's so cool. I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. All right. So Kiara, just for people who, you know, who... Um, who may not know you, just give us a little just understanding of just kind of who you are um, and then just what you are doing uh, with your career and life right now. Um, well, I mean, who I am, I'm a complicated, complicated woman. Uh, so my work in the world is around empowering women into independence, freedom, fun, alignment, creating the life of their dreams, living a life filled with love, radiance, and impact. Uh, my journey has, I've been an entrepreneur now for over a decade, which kind of blows my mind because I'm only 34. But when I say that, you know, in the online space, it's like I'm a veteran because I started blogging 
in like 2009, 2010. So it's, it's, my work has evolved a lot since I first started. Uh, But yeah, and my work continues to evolve. I, I very much look at, you know, a lot of the motivational speaking that I do and podcasting, everything is, uh, I see it very much like artistic expression and my genuine role in contributing magic to the collective. Yes. Beautiful. So again, so what Kiara does is, is amazing. So we were just chatting a little bit uh, before uh, jumping on the podcast and Kiara essentially empowers women to literally be them, be their best selves, to truly be who they are and to express that in a way that they can live their life more fully. And then also so that they can make an income and that can literally be their livelihood, which is like one of the coolest things ever. And it's really so great that you're pushing that message out because it really is incredibly important for people to be who they, who they truly are. And the fact that you're giving them coursework and you're making it tangible for them to be able to express that and then again, have a career, have a livelihood off of it is, it's really crucial. And I love that I feel like in 2021, we're shifting that way and we're thinking more, okay, like what makes me happy? You know, what, what fulfills my soul? And let me go do that. And it's just really beautiful that you are one of the pioneers and that you're helping people go in that direction. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I think, you know, if, you know, this whole pandemic thing has taught us a lot, I think, you know, in many different respects. Um, But one of the things is that, you know, a lot of the security that people hung on to in terms of what was labeled or what they perceived to be safe in a financial career professional environment, um, kind of wasn't because a lot of people like, you know, ended up losing their jobs or like their hours were diminished, you know, so with that happening, plus this wave of opportunity in the online space and like you can be and just make I mean it's kind of ridiculous you hear youtuber children making millions and you're just like and I've been working at this company in a great cubicle for you know 40 years and your mind kind of wants to explode Um, and so I think something that was really powerful around this experience that it really brought people back into well listen Like it's probably, you know, nothing is as safe and secure as I perceived it to be anyway. So I might as well go and enjoy the thing. Right. And so um, to your point, something that I teach is what I call expression magnetism. And the expression magnetism is essentially, I believe that we all have this kind of like power ball, like of, of energy within ourselves, right? And we dial, dial it up, we turn up the dial, we're more of us, the brighter we become. And, you know, as an entrepreneur or a personal brand that serves you really well with like bringing people into your world. Um, but we all have that kind of experience of that being dimmed when, you know, we've been told that you're too loud, you're too this, you're not enough that, et cetera. So to be able to help people take that dial, turn it up, you know, and create wealth on their terms in their own way, doing whatever the hell they want to do. I told you, like, I, I show up on my stories and I sing Bon Jovi and I'm headbanging and jumping around. And like, I get to do this for work every day. And that's me. I'm 90s. I'm hair metal. Um, you know, I'm all quack, you know, and I get to be that and make money doing it. So it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly fulfilling to be able to bring this to the lives of people that, you know, didn't necessarily know it was there for them. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it is just, it's a really beautiful thing that you are, you're helping people be their true selves and thrive in life. Like what is much better than that? I don't know any, you know what I mean? That's like in my mind, one of the best things that you can achieve in this world, you get to be your true self and thrive and make good money and have a livelihood. It's just like, it's just, it's really amazing. And that's why, you know, I knew a little bit about your business, not, not a ton, but I had an understanding just from checking your stuff out on social media and the women empowerment is it's huge. Uh, and it's really great to have a really strong, powerful woman like yourself leading that and, and guiding people uh, in that direction. And um, it, it's just, you know, it's, it makes me feel great when I, when I see someone like you who's helping people achieve their dreams and, and do those sorts of things. It's really, it's like a relief. It really, it is because there's so many people out there who are just miserable in their jobs and just not happy. And one of my goals in life and dreams of spread love movement is just to create as much happiness as possible. And you are really, really, really doing that. Um, what I, I know, you know, you were a blogger and this has now developed over the past 10 years. Was there, you know, a moment or, or a few moments maybe that really helped inspire this fire within you to, to create this? Yeah. Um, before I answer that, I just want to let you know, you're not, you're, it's pretty common. I'll say for people to find me and have no idea what I do. Um, I tend to break a lot of rules in the entrepreneurial space in terms of, I don't have an elevator pitch. I just kind of go and I exist and I may make, I make money doing it. I make that okay because I operated in very different wheelhouses, like in the startup world where it's like, you have to have your, you know, 30 second pitch. Like I help people between this and that and, oh, you know, and I just go cross-eyed. So some people just like, I don't know who you are or what you do. I just want to be like in your energy. And I'm like, cool, come rock and roll with me. Um, (laughs) so no worries there. Um, yeah. So like my story, I mean, I think like, obviously, you know, that there's a few different points. Um, and it's also like my life's path. So I believe that whenever, you know, we have a, a life, a life path, that's very much intentionally guiding us to, you know, have an ex- a specific experience and or contribute a specific flavor of magic to the collective. Um, you know, I genuinely believe that we can do whatever we want as humans to try to get off course, but the sign it's a North star. So it's going to continue to show up and it's going to continue to show up at deeper levels in your journey as you deepen into your path. So, um, I had that, that experience very much, but, um, my story, and this is like one of the big markers, there's two big markers for me. One was when I was very young. Um, I was 15, 16 years old and I was abused. I went through and had a sexually and physically abusive relationship. And then immediately after that, I dated another boy who emotionally and verbally abused me. And so back to back as a 16 year old girl, who's just like finding herself in the world, you know, it's really hard because I felt like everything that I was starting to discover about who I knew what I knew about myself was like taken away from me. It's like I was automatically stripped of everything I was learning myself to be sexually, physically, emotionally, verbally, mentally, et cetera. So it was kind of like taken and stripped away. Um, and you can feel free to like interrupt me at any point. Cause I know I like, you know, word vomit this. I get very into 
I want you just to be you and do your thing. And I appreciate your vulnerability and we'll just let it flow. We're in the moment. It feels good. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah. And so I went through a very, you know, I was 16, like I said, and it was like, you know, six month, uh, six month ish kind of just walking around in a shell of a body as most 16 year olds do. Um, I was very much like I had my, my body was covered. I was always in like big, big sweatshirts. I was bullied all the time, like food thrown at me in school, you know, being uh, called names. So everything was kind of hitting me at once. And I wasn't feeling like I was really like able to like the self definition, obviously for anyone at that age, isn't really like defined yet, but even what I had was gone. So I went through this period and, you know, I always say when I share this part of my story, like, I wish it was something, you know, I could say like a leprechaun jumped out and gave me, but it was literally like a random weekend morning. I had slept really well the night before my mom was making something really delicious in the kitchen for breakfast. The sun was coming in just that perfect feeling like with the little, you know, and all of a sudden it was like that moment. And I think we all have had these in moments of like rock bottom. I've seen this experience uh, in various parts of my rock bottoms in my life. And I just was, I woke up and I was like, that's it. Like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I know I like, you know, my little like wise little mind is like, you're 16. We can't, you know, like enough is enough, you know? So I, I grabbed a pen and paper and I basically rebuilt myself. And when I first did this, you know, it was very much coming from a wounded 16 year old. She was to listen to rock and roll. She was to wear a leather jacket. She was to smoke cigarettes, drive a stick shift, wear tight, you know, whatever the hell, tight jeans, boots, whatever. And so it was very external, you know, like a posture, a straight posture. Then eventually it was like, she's wise, she's smart. She is well-rounded, she's well, she can communicate, she can hold her own in conversation. And I started really developing a persona that felt very much in both worlds of like, it was me and it wasn't. Like it could be me and it was coming from a place of me and like 16 year old me didn't know what higher self was, you know? It was just like, it's kind of like me, but not me in the present. It was like, this kind of me. like I don't know. <laughs> it is you, it is your higher self, but just not right, not quite yet. Yeah. Yeah, but as a through the lens of a 16 year old, it, you don't, you know, who's not necessarily like spiritually, you know, aware has been introduced to a concept of the higher self. It's like, it's kind of me, it's not me, whatever. I'm just, this is who I want to be, period. Um, so I mapped her out from the outside in and essentially kind of devised a plan for myself, you know, and um, it was very much clear that she was you know, going to be able to make eye contact with people. She was going to be able to flirt and hold her own that, you know, no one would talk over her because a lot of the abuse that I had endured, like with the first guy, I couldn't make eye contact with other guys, like waiters, even like I'd get in trouble if I made eye contact with waiters or the second guy, we would be in a group of people and I would talk and he would literally talk over me you know, as like his girlfriend, but you talk over me. So like all these things. So like this new version of me, she would, you know, no one would ever question when she was talking. And it was very much like that. 
So the first, you know, I did this for like a year and I would go to like UCLA parties and walk in and, you know, did my whole thing. And it was really hard because, um, it was really hard because it was like so uncomfortable for me. And I would do the thing. I would go introduce myself to a group of people and then I'd run to my car and cry. And I would go to this. This is actually really funny. I would go to this restaurant, Johnny Rockets here in uh, LA. And there was this cute guy that was a waiter and I would go and I'd sit after school and I'd like make, you know, I'd like order, try to make eye contact with him. I told the story on stage once and he had this guy was actually watching the live stream and he sent me a message after he goes, hi, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm that waiter. And I was like, what? This is crazy. So that's basically what kind of kicked me off into the baby version of Bold Self. Um, and then I started my journey like uh, blogging and it was dating and relationships. And that was definitely like an angsty uh, screw guys, you know, energy, um, that I've matured through, you know, but that's where my journey online has, has started and I'll skip over the, I'll move it now. Um, then after that, I had my empowerment magazine for women. We had an online magazine that reached about a million page reviews a month. We went into print. We were picked up by Barnes and Noble, um, all over the country. We also were in Australia. We did like all these crowdfunding campaigns. It was really cool. Closed that down in 2016. And I started Bold Self, not really sure what it was going to be, um, which then brings me to the second big marker. But I'm going to take a sip of water and see if there's any kind of like. <laughs> yeah, you're killing it. Yeah, this is awesome. I feel like I'm just getting to know you and, and the listeners are really getting to know you and understand you, which is awesome vulnerability is incredible it's one of my favorite things ever uh no this is so good so first i want to hmm i want to let's try to remember where you are right now but there's there's a couple things i i already want to chat about with what you've already talked about let's do it let's do it gratitude to me is one of the most magical things in this universe that that exists um the power of it is 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 immense with those two relationships that you had, you know, that were toxic and, and obviously not good for you at all at the time, seeing where that brought you and where that led you. Do you look back on those relationships? Are you grateful for them? Do you still have a lot of, yeah, you go. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. Um, there's an element of gratitude, but the gratitude only came from the forgiveness and the forgiveness actually came really early on for me, um, especially for the first one who was the first, you know, where I was sexually abused. Um, you know, the second one was just some, uh, you know, the way I ended up really making peace with some kid, you know, cheating and, you know, being a little, little dumbass, you know, but the first was really, there was a lot of mental illness involved and there was a lot there. So, uh, it was really challenging because, you know, I never went to therapy for any of it. I kind of self-healed um, and I took myself through a healing process, brought myself back to sexual um, and sensual reclamation, um, brought myself back to loving and trusting men. I brought myself back to my feminine power. So I'm more so grateful. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm 
glad everything happened in the way that I did because I don't, I wouldn't be myself in the process, but I also don't necessarily flood those incidents with so much admiration as much as I do for myself in the way that I walked myself and I led myself through those things because, you know, they were really hard. There were moments, you know, in, in some of my romantic relationships is like, you know, cause I was, I was raped when I was 15, you know? So I was like 18, 19 years old and I'd be with a partner who like loved me and everything. And I would have to go hide in the bathroom after because I didn't want him to see me cry. So I took myself through so many, um, I led myself through those things. So I'm so grateful for the way that I did lead myself through them and the relationship that I was able to build with myself because unfortunately incidents as a standalone, I don't believe, you know, I don't believe it's fair to express gratitude for things that like as a standalone, though I celebrate with every fiber of my being our ability to rise, to expand, to grow, to forgive, to love. Those are all things that I absolutely am so grateful for. Amazing, right? Wow, because you can always find gratitude, right? And and in that situation, no, you weren't grateful for how they treated you, but Kara, you crushed that. You're grateful for what it did for you and how you were able to grow uh, and become the person that you are, right? So like, there's still so much gratitude in that. And maybe without those experiences, you, like you said, you're not the person that you are right now. You know what I mean? And, you know, to have to have those sort of experiences, I'm just, I'm so grateful that you were able to find such a peace uh, and such an awakening uh, and such empowerment in yourself through those experiences. Because um, it is, it's, I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of you, literally, for you coming from those really shitty experiences and having it and having it help you grow and become who you are. It's just like, and especially you at the age when you were talking about before being 16 or 17 and having the self-awareness to who you wanted to become and what you wanted to do, like blows my mind. At 16 and 17, I was not even remotely in that place. And I think that in itself too is a very, very powerful message where I picked this up in like books where it's like envision who you want to be, envision who you want to become, envision you at your highest self, and then write those things down, like write down what you have to do every day, what that person looks like, like you said before, which is amazing that you're like, okay, I'm not going to be a person that gets like walked over. I'm going to be a person who, you know, is confident. And so imagine who that person is, you at your highest self, and really write those things down and then write the things down that you have to do in order to become that person and then just start doing those things. And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight and, you know, even in, in, in a week, but actively work at that and, and focus on those things that need to be done in order for you to be that person. And every single day try. And if you fail, it's okay. Failure is, is a state of mind. Like failure doesn't even exist unless you choose to believe that it exists and you choose to believe that you failed. So, they're just lessons that we can all learn from, which are great, just like the lessons that you were able to learn from and grow from. Uh, so yeah, I, I appreciate you you sharing that. That was that was really that was really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, that and then you know, as I'll share the second kind of like marker, like the I, it's 
I call it like identity work, right? Like it's like a transformation through the identity, through the sense of identity. Um, I'm actually putting together a coaching certification. Like this is how I coach. This is how I started coaching is this is, I literally started by teaching this methodology and I came into the coaching space, you know, in the entrepreneurial space. And I was like, I'm not really sure what coaching it. I don't have credentials. I didn't go through the schooling or anything. And I'm not trying to tell you that I can do all this. But what I can tell you is walk you through the process that I walked myself through that got me to where I am today. And eventually that really started to pick up and et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I actually teach. I teach my and I mentor you know, my highest, my, my private clients are multiple six figure, seven figure earners. Um, I coach them in the exact same way. I coach them in this exact same way through identity work. So I'm putting like a whole certification together because this is where the magic actually gets to happen is linking this sense of self to these transfer, like the actions, the behaviors, the act as if that we see in the cute little Instagram in the Instagram, uh, you know, quotes and stuff. I apologize now if my cat has decided to join the podcast. She's like, (laughs) she's like, we're talking love. (laughs) My cat's in the corner. She's on the couch right there. I can see her. Wow. Kiara, I think it's really so awesome, the identity work and shifting your awareness inward to, you know, really understand uh, not only like who you are, but really what you're trying to become and who you're trying to be. Because we all are a certain way right now. And I feel like almost every single one of us has goals, has places that we want to get to and that we want to be but it's important that you have to focus on those things, right? If you're just kind of floating through life, it doesn't really work out that well. And uh, mindfulness, um, intention, uh, bringing your awareness inward, I I think are just, they're really important things for us to start to adapt more and more because those are the keys too to our, our own happiness. It's like we have to know who we are and we have to know what feels good and what's create and what creates happiness in order to, to get to that place. And I, I mean, I say this all the time. I just want everybody in life to, to feel happy and to feel love and, and to feel connected and accepted as much as possible. Like my biggest dream is if everyone's really happy and the happiness really starts within us and it, you really have to, again, bring your attention inward in order to get to that place where you're able to understand it and, and then act on those things. So I love that. that yeah. Love- you know what I always say? I'll just literally say to my clients, like if, if anyone, I mean, I say this to my community all the time, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be in this like super inspirational share and then I'll be like, and then we just die. And there's this moment of reality, like this is it, you know? So like you can, you can go along, wake up, turn off your alarm, go to work, do the thing, come home plug into Netflix and go to sleep and do it all over again and just aim for retirement and do the things that you're supposed to do, whatever that they tell you to do, to be a responsible American, whatever the hell you want to identify. Right. But at the we just die. So we all have this thing where we're just plugged in and it's like, we have these pulls, these desires to being more connected, to being more Um, to living a fulfilling life, to have the kind of love that makes us explode from the inside out, right? Like this is our desires. It's pulled like we're activated by poetry and theater and all of these things. It's like, yeah, because then we just die. (laughs) So this is, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
And that's the thing, like if you're kind of, you know, drifting through life and, you know, you're doing what you think you're supposed to do, it's always all love. It really is all love for everybody. But think about that. Is that actually your happiness? And if that is, then yes, then be that and do that thing. But I just want ideally for people just to stop and think and, and, and really focus on that and be like, okay, is this actually what I want to do? Or is this what I've just been programmed or, or told what to do? And when you can kind of break away from that, and I'm sure you do this with a lot of your clients, is, is have them think outside of the box, have them think about things from another angle. Oh my gosh, that just explodes your reality and opens you up to a million different places that you could go. Yeah, I think that's why people like to, to, you know, work with me or be in my space. And, you know, I'm Italian, I'm an immigrant, I'm not even an American citizen, I've been here for so long, I'm not even a citizen. I have a very unique way I have found, uh, you know, a unique perspective in how I and the, the, the way that I challenge people into like a different way of seeing things like it just activates and awakens parts of their being that are just like, I never thought of it that way. Or like, you make it so simple, or you make it so fun. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, why wouldn't you want to make a lot of money being you and having fun and being expressed and, you know, helping other people and being creative? Remember being creative? Do you remember being a kid? Do you remember imagination? That's a thing. You know, and I take them through this whole, and it's just like, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, we get to play. And I'm like, yeah. Yes, we get to play. One of my, my favorite yoga uh, instructor of all time during class, she's like, we, she's like, guys, we just get to play, right? Not take everything so seriously, play and be creative and be in the flow and, and enjoy life. Those things are really important. And when really, when you can have just that slight shift of perspective, your entire world uh, can change and you can see things in a completely different way. You can understand that your goals are achievable. You know what I mean? And you can achieve them in a fun, exciting way. It doesn't have to be working 18 hours a day and being miserable. Like it doesn't need to be like that at all. And it's cool that we have the power to create what we want to create. And you're helping people do that, which is amazing. So good. Um, I want to ask you, well, actually what we could do quickly is jump back. So when you were telling your story before, then we shifted away for a second. I think you ended on uh, the magazine that you, yeah, that you, yeah, you created. Yeah. So that's kind of where my, my entrepreneurial career stalled for a moment. um, Because in that time, at the beginning of the magazine, I actually had a baby and I was married. And so we actually packed up and moved to New York when my entire family moved back to Italy So we were supposed to be moving in the city and, you know, here I come, I'm like, listen, you can't put baby in the, you know, the suburbs. I grew up in West Hollywood. I had, you know, my first joint here on Hollywood Boulevard. You can't put me in a small town in upstate New York. Well, where the hell do you think I ended up in a small town in upstate New York? And I like fell into uh, a very... I I was sharing with you that first winter, I was like, what's happening to my body? Why am I so sad? Why am I gray? Like, I'm, you know, I gained weight. Like um, we were staying in my ex-husband's in-laws like basement. So I actually didn't even have like too much light. It was just like so much, so many sad things were happening. And we were there for about a year. And I walked up to him and I said, listen, um, unless you want to find me in a bathtub, like we really need to go into a space that is a little bit more social. Like I need friends, I need people, I need humans. So we ended up moving into another town that was a little bit closer to the city, but was still 
out there. And uh, he started a brick and mortar store. So he was never home. So all of a sudden I was also home with a baby all the time. And my depression levels went through the roof. And with them went our marriage. Like we just, it did not, who we were in California was a whole other version of us in New York. Um, he very much wanted very different things of me as a partner. And I very much wanted different things of him as a partner. So we ended up separating very early on, which, you know, he was in the very beginning stages of his business. So there was no cash flow. And I basically had to figure out how to make ends meet. So I taught myself to code and web design. And at the time that I was a blogger, and this is also the time of my magazine, I was a sole designer for my magazine. I like taught myself like editorial layouts and everything it was an incredible accomplishment in hindsight. But as it was happening, it was 18 hour days figuring out how to use InDesign. Like it was, I mean, I did three issues of like 150 layouts each. I don't know how my brain came up with it, but I mastered, I mastered, you know, Adobe, like nobody's business. I was like, I'm a freaking champ. Like I'm like so good. So I did, you know, I did all of that. And, um, I ended up getting some freelance jobs for web design and stuff like that. And I ended up getting picked up by a a creative agency in upstate New York. And I worked there and it was really challenging because the way that he brought me in as a full-time, like on salary was very scarcity, very like fear driven being like, you're a single mom, you know, you want to make sure that paycheck comes in every month and, you know, being a freelancer, right? Like that's not, you're not going to, you don't want to freak out. Right. Yeah. So I literally was like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I want that paycheck every month. Right. Okay. So in began, you know, two, three years of my absolute depression, watching the sun rise, watching it fall. My kid had to go to aftercare because I was doing all these long hours, which made me build like, so I had the shortest temper. I was really sad all the time. It was very challenging time for me. And I was struggling financially because despite the illusion of security and that paycheck coming in, somehow, somehow I was still putting everything on credit cards. I was still not able to live. You know, I was living in an apartment that had, we had to actually nail the furniture to the wall because it was, the floors were uneven. Um, You know, there was mold in the apartment. It was really, really bad. So Fast forward. Now, this is where like the big stuff happens with Bold Self. I started Bold Self at the closing of my magazine. So in 2016, started blogging, wasn't really sure what it was going to be. And for about a year, I quit my job. I basically went to my, my, my guy. I was like, listen, I was like, I, I think it actually happened because I told him, I'm like, I want to go see my family in Italy. And he said to me, oh, but you've used all your vacation days. And I said, but I'm a contractor. And he said, but you used all of your vacation days, so you can't. And I go, but I'm telling you I'm not okay and I need to go see my family. And you're telling me I don't have vacation days. This is not a fucking world I want, excuse me. That is not a world that I want to live in, right? (laughs) It's good to acknowledge that and then make a move away from that world like you did. Yeah, exactly. It was like, whoa, like it was almost like the man, the, the unplug happened where I was like, I'm a human being telling you I'm really not okay. And you're responding to me with vacation days while I'm also simultaneously putting everything on my credit cards. I don't, the black doesn't compute. Right. 
Um, so I very much quit. I had a hundred dollars in my bank account. Like I very fire energy. It was just like, bye, you know? So I had the hardest year of my life. Credit cards maxed out, power turned off in the middle of winter, car in repossession, late on rent. I literally went through, I remember they shut the power off, you know, um, on a Friday night in the middle of winter. I had to have like, got my kid into bed, was like, let's play a game. How many blankets we can find? New York winter is not a joke, you know, not a joke. So um, that basically led to the big change that I made, which is kind of mind blowing, even in, in hindsight, um, I had a mentor come and offer to buy me groceries. And I said, no. And I said, I am so grateful for your offer. Thank you. And like, this is putting a bandaid on a sinking ship. I need to build a new ship. Like I can't, this is, you know, again, evolved Kiara, 26, 27 years old. I'm like, this can't be my life. You know, and I got this <laughs> No, you know, um, and so I actually ended up investing and I had no idea still. I didn't even know coaching was a thing, but I um, invested in a super high level sales coach that I basically signed a contract to pay him $40,000. And I don't think I had made that in the previous two years combined. And in my mind, I'm like, if I learn to sell, I'll never go hungry again. And that energy plus the energy of, you know, he saw me coaching someone and he was like, you know, you're a phenomenal coach. And I was like, is that what I've been doing my whole life? So I literally like pieced everything together. Um, and without getting into the like crazy fun numbers, it was like, literally I signed on, I stayed in fetal position for three days crying saying, what have I done? Cause I signed a legally binding contract to pay this man $40,000 and my power was just turned on yesterday. Um, and then I went all in and as I signed this contract, this is where it kind of all comes together. I signed this contract because my my week uh, my monthly payments to him were about four thousand dollars a month. So I was signing this contract, and I remember being like, "There is no way that I don't succeed." And as I signed this contract, I am signing as someone who can comfortably pay her coach four thousand dollars a month. And it was like, boom, snapped into that identity. That first week, I had a twenty thousand dollars seventy two hours. I made six figures in less than six months. And then, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> Good for you. So that's the second marker. <laughs> wow. Just like really just took a bet on yourself, which I love so much. But that's the beauty of being at rock bottom, you know, like when they shut the power off, I remember that feeling of like, I'm still like, I, I had a straight up panic attack. I gave my kid popcorn for dinner because I was actually in the middle of cooking him dinner and, you know, I had a heart, I had a panic attack. No, I didn't want him to see it. And I was laying on the floor trying to breathe through it. And eventually it passed. And I literally had this moment where I was like, I'm still breathing. My heart is still beating. And it's like, when you hit rock bottom, it's like, might as well. <laughs> like, might as well. Really? Wow. It's so, these stories like this, I, I think are just, they're so good appreciate your vulnerability again. Amazing. And, um, stories like this are just, they're, they're really so good because anyone listening right now who may be at rock bottom, we have love for you. We do. 
by listening to that story, that right there should help you. Or I hope that it helps you understand that this isn't the end. This isn't the end all be all. Things can really only go up for, from here. And again, Kara, you mentioned now a couple of experiences that were, were really tough for you. Really, really difficult. Very, very challenging. And again, I think those are the catalyst in what transformed you and what created, you know, the higher self, Kiara, that is present here today. And, um, you know, it just because so many times in life, you know, bad things, negative things will happen to us and we blame it and we, you know, we get really upset and it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to be upset and to be sad and to be down. Like, of course, those are natural. I think that's important, though, to also speak to because, you know, and I always say this, I say this at my events, I say this whenever I share my story, because I think it's really important. Like, I'm so human, you know, the moment you could have literally drawn like a chalk outline around my body in the area that I'd cry every night in my living room. And I still do, even to this day, years and years later, you know, like, I come up against all the things, imposter syndrome, fear, failure, all the things, right? There, it's what I always tell my clients is like, we don't judge the existence of these things because they're, they're human. They're just a different variation of the human experience. However, because it's usually the judgment of those things that then we attach our identity to. We're like, oh, look at me. I'm this and that, right? The difference between me and somebody who maybe whose life would have turned out differently or et cetera, are just the actions that I decided to take in that process. So it's not, we, it's not judging being in rock bottom. Many of the people we look up to and admire have hit rock bottom multiple times in their life. It is turning, like pausing the external, detaching our identity from what we're making this rock bottom mean, turning inward, remembering who the F we are, you know, and just being like, from here on out, I choose differently. From this moment forward, I choose differently. I'm burning the ships. I'm doing the things. And that's literally, I think, important because I think a lot of people look and and look at my situation or, oh, well, this and that, or I could never. It's like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you absolutely can. A thousand percent you can. Yes. And the fact that you're activated by my story means that you absolutely can. (laughs) Right. The fact that they're feeling that energy from you, that's alive within them. And they can can totally achieve that. Wow. All right. So good. Um, What I would... uh, love to ask you too and and just being a little bit more vulnerable i know that's who you are now and i love that about you and just uh we're going deeper you want to go deeper let's go deeper it's honestly it's not even that crazy it's just it's just more in the vulnerability of love so i've been asking a lot of guests on the on the podcast uh this simple question is who is somebody that you love but more than that why do you love them what is the energy that you feel when you're with them how do they make you feel how do you think you make them feel you know what I mean? There's so much beauty in the energy of love. It is one of my favorite things. And um, I just get, I get really excited and just to, you know, listen and hear different people's perspectives on love and, and the relationships and, and how that energy was created. So this answer might not necessarily be a popular one because I know it's very circumstantial, but I also don't believe that life is black and white for many of us, for most of us. I think the majority of us, things are actually really complicated. 
Um, one of the most tender and most vulnerable parts of my story is actually the one where a year ago I moved back to California, but my son stayed in New York with his father. My son is nine years old now. And it was an incredibly excruciating um, experience for me because after having devoted, you know, eight years of sacrifice, essentially being somewhere I didn't want to be going through all of the things, obviously expressing the gratitude because all of that allowed me to build the business and the life that I have. um, I didn't want to be in New York and being faced with the invitation to move you know, some circumstances had arised, um, knowing that my son would actually be incredibly happy staying in New York. His father remarried, they had a baby, there's a stepsister, there's a whole family unit, his grandparents are there, I'm just me, right? So I had to go through all of these really complicated experiences um, within my relationship to my son as a mother and learning for us to redefine our love and connection by a little bit of non, not necessarily like traditional ways or even within our relationship that had been thus far. So from year one to, you know, year eight of like how we live together, et cetera, like learning to really redefine what it meant to love each other as mother and son, love each other as humans, respect each other as individuals. And rather than looking at the circumstances changing, affecting or weakening our love, finding ways to redefine it, deepen it, and experience it differently. It's been an incredible journey for me because I've had to really like earplug the rest of the world and really hone in on how I get to make this even better with my son. So what I'm getting to learn, I'm learning so much from him. I'm learning so much from his unconditional love. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I'm so glued in. I'm so sucked into to your love. Yeah, yeah what you're yeah, talking about right now. It's tender. Um, and also just also my identity as a mother and like not letting separation necessarily mean, you know, a, a lessening or weakening of our connection and being really intentional around strengthening it. And what I get to now introduce to our relationship and to his growth, you know, from these new experiences, um, I'm learning a lot about myself and my capacity to love, um, self-love in the process and through the lens of our relationship as mother and son. Um, and I think the biggest and most vibrant um, message that I get to really take away or the lesson that I get to take away is really seeing how love is not something that is to be defined by a sentence here or a box there or a relationship, you know, over there. It's so limitless in definition and depth and experience. And it's scary to exp- to give ourselves the gift of experiencing it in all of those different dimensions because it may not fit the conventional definition sometimes and i think even in romantic love but man when you tap into that limitlessness 
And like, you really understand what it means for love to be unconditional. You really understand what it means for it to be experienced in multiple dimensions. So that would be my answer to that. Love that. It's such a good, such a good point to have, to really feel love in multiple dimensions, right? It may not feel the way that you thought it was going to feel. You may have to adjust and change some things, but there's beauty in those other forms of love. I mean, love is, love is infinite. It is, it's literally never ending. The energy of love is just forever. And it's like, what a gift for you to really be, you know, taught and, and get such a great experience on unconditional love. Unconditional love is, it's a radical thought. It, it really, really is. And it's difficult to love unconditionally. It just is. And I, you know, I try my best all the time and I strike out a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's also, it's also difficult to teach it, you know, and, and to like, you know, for, for, for me to utilize the time that I do have with my son to be able to, it's like, you know, how they always say, um, mastery around the concept is really when you're able to cleanly teach it, you know, it's like teaching it. And finding ways, you know, that I can share some of the things that I'm experiencing and trying to teach a nine-year-old who in one respect is just nine, has this little world, you know, especially in a small town in upstate New York, you know, and has his own little situation. But then that is also so limitless and infinite because children just aren't, you know, submerged under all these like traditional definitions of this and that. So there's like both there's, there's, you're, you get to kind of experience the, the dynamic of having both of having like, Oh, being open to like anything being truth. And then also only having this amount of experience to filter it through. So it's a very unique kind of scenario when it's something this big that I myself as a 34 year old single woman, like cross I'm like, okay, all right. And doing my best. Like doing my best. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like you guys do have a, have a really beautiful relationship and I, I can't even express how, how much of a gift that is and how grateful it must be to, to, to feel unconditional love all the time from a child who is not so programmed out so much yet, you know, is kind of just more in the flow and the rhythm and hasn't, you know, felt a lot of pain and heartache uh, and depression and negativity uh, and all that bad stuff. And, and is I feel like it's just truer to who our soul is. Kids, I feel like, are just so true to our higher self and, and, and our soul and, uh, unconditional love. That is one of the views that I have a couple different ideas of, you know, ideally how to shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, uh, and to be more peaceful. And if we could all embrace that idea and that I, I understand it's a difficult one to embrace. I, I get it on a logical level. Uh, I do, but you know, my, even myself just, becoming much more connected to the energy of love and forgiveness and kindness. I see how beautiful things could be if we all loved unconditionally. And it is a mind blowing perspective that if this planet loved each other unconditionally, 
And I know everyone knows what that means, but to make that really clear, that that's without anything. You can't say, well, I love him, but nah, and that, and I don't know. It's like, it's not that at all. It is truly someone could come up and punch you in the face and you still love them unconditionally. And that is a, that's, it is. I, again, logically, I understand that's a tough place to be, but if we could all get there as a consciousness, uh, that would just be, we, we literally would be living in heaven on earth. That's where we would be. If we all realize that there's enough to go around, that we're all one. To me, the idea of being all one is, is very synonymous and loving unconditionally. And if we could get to that place as, as a world, it is just, it, it's the most beautiful place ever. It is literally living in heaven, but we were able to create that here. So I just feel great for you. I'm, I'm happy for you that you're able to experience unconditional love on, on a regular basis. And anyone out there right now who's listening, who gets to experience that. And I, I mean, I get to experience that all the time too with my fiance. So anyone out there who gets to experience that, feel gratitude, live in that, be in that, understand how special and beautiful that is and, and understand that not everybody gets to feel that uh, and just bring your awareness to it uh, and just be in it uh, and, and just recognize because it is, it is, it's a really incredible thing. Yes. Uh, so something else too, uh, that was such an awesome answer. That went in, in a way you know that I didn't see it going at all. And I love it when things like that happen. Uh, and that was just such a, such a beautiful thing that you shared. Um, what I want to ask you too is, you know, being somebody, and I can already tell in, you know, in, in our short conversations that there's a spiritual aspect to you. You know, there is this loving, kind, obviously bold and really strong aspect of, of who you are. And it really shines through you. Uh, and it, it really, it, it, it's a light and it's, it's, really, it's really empowering to see. Uh, and it just feels really great to see. Um, what are some of the things, essentially, I, I'm trying to just, you know, help people understand how to get in that sort of a mindset. So like, are there things, are there practices that you do every day or every week or anything that helps shift you and put you in that conscious state of being? Yeah, I mean, okay. So I think I really go, the first thing is always around having a real clear sense of the next level you or the ideal you or the higher self you or the version of you that you aspire to, however you want to define it um, or connect to it, but just being really clear because what I do is I get really clear on that and it's it becomes who I know myself to be. So the, the, the thing that I, I say, the way that I say that is, for example, even in, you know, as a leader in leadership, right, there is a version of me, there's a version of myself, the higher self, whatever, I see myself lead my team, my clients, my community, there's a standard that I hold for myself and how I navigate altercations or um, collective, you know, issues, whatever, like there's a way that I know I would be really proud of myself for so having that clarity around like, what that standard is for myself is incredibly important because I I believe in the North Star. I believe, and I mean, in, in so many different ways within my professional life, my romantic life, my personal, my health, all of that. There's a North Star. There's a guiding star that's like, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm evolving to. This is a standard of myself that I aspire to evolve into. So having that clarity is number one. The second thing is what I call micro-awareness and micro-decisions. And micro-awareness is, 
for lack of a better term, the practice of brutal honesty with self. And when I say brutal honesty, that means when you're acting patty, when you're acting small, when you're acting dark, when your shadow's coming out, when you're acting like when your ego is like taking the reins, having, you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror and see yourself in that and, and be able to give yourself the gift of seeing you playing in that field. And then, so that's a micro awareness. And oftentimes a practice that I do very intentionally is like, I'm very, I journal a lot every single day, pages and pages, and I go and I go deeper and deeper. And if I'm facing something, I really look at if I'm feeling a charge towards a situation, like where's it coming from? What am I making it mean is a question that I ask myself all the time. And what do I get to make it mean in the process? So really having this like practice of brutal honesty. And then the, the actionable stuff is that it actually doesn't happen as you shared. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't wake up, you know, 50 pounds lighter, nicer, you know, holier, whatever the hell you want to look at, however you want to look at it. The transformation occurs by way of micro decisions. And so when you decide, for example, that you want to change your relationship to wealth and you want to live in abundance, right? And you're like, I, and you're doing your affirmations. You're like, I am abundance. I am prosperity. And I live in an abundant world. And you decided that's now law and you live in an abundant world. That means if a date cancels or you get money or you lose $20 or like the, the test arises, you have to learn to believe, you have to make the micro decision of choosing that new belief in that moment even though the 3D circumstances or, uh, you know, the reality doesn't match that yet. Because once you do that over and over and over again, then your reality will start to match that. And I've gotten to the point that I'm just so delirious in my state of abundance that everything is abundant. Even if I lose a client, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Somebody new is coming. And I literally just move my, like, <laughs> da, 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 da. my pupils all dilated. I'm like, it's okay. Everything's fine. I live in an abundant world. Um, so I think it's those steps is having you know, understanding and being really clear on what that North star is and who, and what that standard is for yourself. My podcast is literally called the bold standard for that reason. You hold that standard for yourself, radical self-awareness, radical self-awareness. That means brutal honesty. That means seeing yourself in not such a pretty light and the constant micro decisions that guide you back into that North star. When the default wants to rubber band back the old version, the old you, the old state, the old beliefs. This is like the reprogramming is the most challenging part, but you do this consistently. And this is how your life changes overnight. It's, it's kind of weird how it all works like that. Right. It is, but that was so perfect. Um, so I feel like obviously, you, I mean, you believe in law of attraction manifestation, of course, <laughs> It's how, like, look at my life. How could I have the life that I have if I didn't believe in all of that? No way. Right. No way. Not in my record time of creating stuff. Nope. Nope. Amazing. And even just what you just said too, it's like living in that world of abundance and knowing that not only that you deserve it, but that it exists. It exists. And once you, oh, I love that you were talking about that. Once you focus on those things all the time and you live in that reality where you nailed it, where you said that's the law right? Like 
we know the law. If I drop this pen on the ground, it's going to hit the ground. There's a law where it's like the law of abundance. And if you firmly, fully believe that and you feel that that is your truth, then it is. And if you feel like that's your law, then it just absolutely is. And you are a great um, example of that. And that's something that I, you know, I do every morning when I meditate, I manifest and I think and feel the, the things that I not only want, but know that I already have and know that already exists, right? It's just literally time has not quite caught up to it yet, but knowing that those things are there and sitting in those feelings and really, really feeling those things, right? If I want to make a million dollars, it's not like, okay, cool. I want to make a million dollars and I move on. It's feeling like right now I have a million dollars and that's how much I make every single year and, and what that will do to my energy and what that does to my, my mind and my surroundings and living in that world. Like you said, before the physical world actually catches up to it, living there in the vibrational energy, spiritual world. And then those things will, will just be attracted to you. Yeah. I mean, I just got really tired of trying to do everything out here, you know? So I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and sit back, close my eyes and like go create it over here, you know? And honestly, like it's, it's the same thing with the rock bottom because I actually started meditating and I started, my mom is incredibly spiritual and she had been my whole life. You need to learn to meditate, you know? And I'm like, nah, shut up. But the thing is that when I was at rock bottom, and I had tried everything else, you know, I'm like a super cynical Capricorn sun, you know, being like, what you mean? I get to go and sum a brain head and just like create this, you know? And, but at that point it's like, listen, like I just had a loaf of bread for dinner. Maybe I give this a shot. You know, and I was so like, there was just like no resistance there. And so when I, I started that practice and I started really like, you know, again, it's that consistency and really holding it in. And especially for me, I've done so much work around like letting go of some of my masculine overdrive and like dropping back into my feminine flow and my magic. Um, that was really scary because I was so attacked. I had so much trauma and survival that like my masculine do, do, do energy and trying to do it now here would emerge so aggressively because it was coming from a state of survival um, that I really, it was really scary because it was like the feeling of surrendering or like the thought of closing my eyes and allowing the solution to come to me when I've had, I can't even tell you circumstances I've been in with my business. Like we need $70,000 by tonight. I'm like, what the hell like, am I supposed to do that? You know, where I'm like literally, you know, in these like crazy states where like my masculine entrepreneur, CEO, overdrive, you know, very linear focused problem solving state would come out but I, my nervous system would be so shot and, you know, and I'd be in this state of like, you know, so I had to, I, I was like, you know what? I just don't have the energy to try to figure this out. So I'm just going to go sit, close my eyes and just feel the solution. <laughs> I was like, this feels way better to me. And I did that. And I remember for one of the things I literally opened my eyes and got the solution to something like in that moment, I was like, Oh my God, like this is real. Yeah, it's real, but it, it, and it is real. And I mean, even the house that I'm in now manifested like everything living in here, running the business, the car that I drive, everything has been manifested every single thing intentionally, like seeing them hand me the keys to my car, feeling like the walking into the house and seeing the high, like 
I have vaulted ceilings and all of that. Like I literally would take myself through this process over and over again, that my body started to feel it was reality. And the way that manifests is like, once it feels it to be true as an experience, you will automatically start seeking out evidence for that. And your brain will move everything around to find solutions, find the opportunities, you know, and it's just like everything works. So it's, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> and that's such a, that is such a powerful, life-changing, altering uh, conversation. Uh, for people, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza is fantastic on this topic. And then uh, Gabby Bernstein uh, is huge and amazing, talks about manifestation. And it really breaks down to, I love that you felt them hand you the keys. That's what it is. Yep. That's what it is. It's living in that reality. It's feeling it. It's feeling them hand you the keys. Like it's already happened. And the cool thing, well, one of the cool things is that our mind, when we have these these visualizations and these feelings, our mind doesn't know the, the difference of it being real or, or not being real. You know, it doesn't understand that this is something that isn't actually happening right now in this reality, which is so cool. And then life is just amazing too. You know, the fact that you were in these different situations and, you, you know, you were kind of like just too tired and like just kind of like worn. And that's what brought you to this. It's just that there's just... There's bits. There's no resistance because when you're too tired, when all you've been doing is try to figure things out with your brain and all that, you literally are like, screw it. Like why you you get to really like sit back and there's no fight. You know, there were different experiences. Like, you know, I've thought I've tried to think of it one time I needed like $70,000 for a conference that I was hosting in San Diego. And I was to leave for Burning Man the next day and I would have been at Burning Man for 10 days and only had like two days after Burning Man before the event. So my logical brain was like, don't go to Burning Man. You've got this problem to solve. But I had sat there to the point of exhausting every kind of thing that I possibly could have. So I was like, the only thing I have left to do is just to unplug and go to Burning Man and let the playa provide, you know, and I just like went over there. And of course, everything worked out perfectly. Of course, right. And that's, it's like, it's like accepting. And Gabby talks about this a lot too, surrendering, like you just mentioned too. And just being and allowing the universe or God or source or whatever you believe, just allowing that to take over and to do its thing. Because your logical brain can be like, okay, no, I have to do this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, it doesn't always work that way. It really doesn't. And you're right. And you're going against the grain of the universe. Like you're literally fighting against it. And when you can just release and let be. That's I know, but you know, it's hard because we're, that's not how we're raised. That's not what we're taught. We're taught, you know, so it's literally, I mean, I teach women success every single day. And do you have any idea how big of a percentage of what I teach is actually just unlearning a bunch of stuff? <laughs> like, I'm just like, let's, let's not, let's not remember that. Let's forget that. Let's not, let, let's not let that be truth. Let's create a new truth. Let's redefine failure. Let's do all these things. Like my, all of my work is I go in there. It's like a little, little, I go in, I drill in. And I'm like, what does, what do I need to unravel? What needs to get released? What needs to get let go? So we can clean this up so that you can be open to things being easier. So that you can actually free that ball of energy that ends up being a magnet to all that you desire. But again, survival comes out, society comes out, like we've been, we've been rewarded 
for hard work in many aspects, but then we also have evidence that hard work doesn't necessarily correlate to success. So we're like in this weird limbo trying to make sense of things. And honestly, for me, it is universe, but I will often say, Jesus, take the wheel. It is, it's literally, you do it. <laughs> like I just I'm like put my hair in a, in, a, in a high bun, put my robe on. I'm like, you do it. I'll wait and see you tomorrow. Like, <laughs> and it's like, really, whoever, whoever you think that that is, just still surrender to it and let it be. Wow. All right. And then Kiara, I, uh, I just a, a couple more things uh, just to ask and then, then we'll, we'll wrap things up. Um, but something I've been asking everybody so far, we talked about, I mentioned before, shifting the collective consciousness of the planet and with spread love movement with who I just, who I am, not who I want to be, right? Who I am living in that world is, is really shifting the, the consciousness of the planet uh, to be happy, peaceful, loving, accepting, vulnerable, um, non-judgmental, you know, all those kind of beautiful things. And what I've been asking everybody is, you know, is there something that you feel like you're doing now? And I feel like you are, I mean, I know that you are, but is there something that you feel like you're doing now or you plan to do in the future that will help shift that consciousness to that more loving, positive, peaceful place? See, so it's interesting because I, I don't, the moment that I started in the online space, I realized that the real work or the real transformation or the real effect, like the real results don't happen when we're just broadcasting something out. I genuinely believe in the work with the individual. So oftentimes, like I will share things that I believe like in general about things, but all of my work is in the power of one. And I believe that if we can go in and work deeply with the heart, the energy, the potential, the self-belief, the love, the compassion, the forgiveness. Like when, if we can go in one at a time and go, and of course, always inspire the collective as a whole, but really take our time with one at a time. There's a lot of work to be done. Absolutely. But I, I believe that then what we create is somebody who gets to go out and do that to somebody else and for somebody else and over. And so everything that I see in the work that I do, even the work that I do with individuals is a ripple effect. So there's that aspect to it. And especially in the day and age that we're in now with social media and our ability to really reach millions of people, which is extraordinary, um, and platforms like this, like our, our podcasts, our Instagrams, et cetera. Um, and then I, I do have, I do have plans to, um, to do some work with girls in high school because I very much believe in the leadership of women and I very much have seen, um, all of the unlearning that I'm taking so many women, so many women through that are my age. <laughs> So I would like to go to the root and just to start at the root there. So yeah, those are kind of the, that's, that's where the vibe is for me. Wow. I love that. And again, not knowing you, you know, very well having, uh, you know, mutual friends and then just knowing that you are in women empowerment. The reason why I wanted to have you on is again, because of the amazing things that, that our mutual friends have told me about you. And just even that small understanding that you're in the field of, of women empowerment, 
you are helping women, helping people love themselves more. Like that is, it's so, so important for us to have self-love. It's just, like you said, it it really does. It's individual. It starts with us. And I think in, in shifting the consciousness of the planet, you, you're doing it in such a great way because it starts, it does start with us and you are being that light. You're being that seed for people. You're being that teacher for people, showing them a certain way that at least now it's in their awareness and now they have the ability to adapt these things. You know, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but at least now you were able to at least plant that seed uh, and help them in that way. Really good. I do. I um, just even talking to you more and more, it's like, oh my gosh, I love the work that you're doing that much more. You are you are like a, you're a self-love teacher in a way. You know what I mean? You really, <laughs> I told you, I don't know what I am. I just show up. I just show up every day. I dance to my Bon Jovi. <laughs> I just listen. <laughs> I love that response too. Like you just are, you are, you, you just, you just go out and be right. And that's what you do. And it is, <laughs> you just be, oh my gosh. Uh, one of the guests I had on, uh, she said, we have to do less, like do less doing, but be more being. Or do more being, do less doing and and do more being like, just be, be you, be yourself. And I love that you're such a great example of that and that you're crushing it and you're killing it. All right. And then just the, uh, we'll wrap it up after, after this last question. And we have touched on this a little bit too, but I am Kara in talking to you and you mentioned about, you know, how you want to help younger girls. For me, looking at you and what you've done, I see just like, all the potential and power in the world. And I'm like, what are you doing next? You know, like, where is this going from here? Like, what do you eventually want to achieve? And so I, I, in a moment the other day, I was just hanging and this question popped into my brain. And I'm like, this is a question I, I have to start asking everybody. So Kara, what do you feel like your purpose is? And in life, what do you want to create? It's such an interesting question to ask me at this point in time, because if you would have asked me this a year ago, I would have had an answer to you for you very clear and directed from here, very clear, like a mental clarity. The process that I've taken myself through in the last year has been about bringing the next and bringing the passion and bringing the soul alignment back into my body and not questioning when I am inspired to do or take action in some way. So I can tell you on a very like human way that I have visions of books. It's visions of like, even my brand is, is moving from the very near and deep, like uh, working with people very closely to the far and wide, uh, like more of a mass lifestyle brand. Um, I can tell you things around doing nonprofit work. I can tell you things around my events. Um, my the next event that I'm planning over a thousand people and you know to just get started in that first big event. Um, I can tell you all of that. But what I think the truth in the answer is for me, is my job is to continue to unravel within my own life and to teach along the way. Because every time I try to teach from here, something contracts inside of me. And there's a very clear guidance that all my trials by fire, you know, all the all of the situations that I've been put my that I've been put through has been 
in many ways in service to those that are pulled to my community. Um, some of it is aspects of leadership. Some of it is aspects of my story resonating with yours. Some of it is just unexplainable magnetism. I don't know who you are, what you do, but I need to stand by your side, whatever. Let's walk this path. Um, but what I know is every time, like I'm doing my job at following the guidance of where I'm being led creatively, artistically, uh, in terms of like it, 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 in innovation, rebelliousness in the space, creative expression, unique expression. I know where I am pulled and I know that the more I lean into that, the more I have to offer to the world. So I don't have a clear answer. I just, again, exist. And that's what's next is just, I keep rolling with it. <laughs> that, was, that was great. It's like, you know, these visions and these ideas of what you want to do, but I love it. You're just like, you're in the flow. You know what I mean? And those things are there. What are you gonna, what I have no choice because anytime that I haven't been in the flow, money stops flowing. I contract. I don't feel right in my body. I get stuck in my head. My health actually depletes. So it's like, it's like I can't explain why, but I have evidence of this being right. And that's the thing. You know, right? You know that this is right for you. And that is crucial for people to understand it's like don't let someone else tell you what's right for you how are they supposed to know and listen they please listen, don't yes and they get becoming from such a place of love and just wanting the best for you and that's okay but that doesn't mean that you have to accept it and believe it you know what i mean and and it, the awareness that you have too to know when you're not in rhythm when you're not in flow that you literally feel it like physically and mentally but you're aware that those things are happening right you're not unaware they're not just you're not floating through life not understanding what's happening you're very very aware of it so that you can stay on course and make those shifts to, to bring you back because we all get lost a little bit we all go off track a little bit of course we do but it's just having that awareness yeah and, and bringing yourself back on track i think that level of self-awareness is also a gift for all of the you know the ugly that i'm not afraid to see in myself like i can have this sense of self and clarity. And even if it's messy or confusing, it's okay, I trust it, I'm okay. I've been through so much at this point. But I think that clarity, it comes from a place of really being able, like I'm willing to be like, wow, I'm acting like an asshole, you know, or like something is, or like, wow, like I'm really not like, uh, wow, that was my ego. Whoa, I have a charge around this. Whoa, I have a wound around this. Like having that awareness and like being, or like, wow, my little monsters are like out to the play right now, self imposter syndrome. Like being able to have like this observation around my internal state, there's the, 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 the challenging side of having to face all those monsters, but there's also the gift and the light side of really having a clear space and understanding. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, human design and that's a whole other, like uh, episode you can go into, but my design type, like I have 
um, one of my things is really learning to uh, to feel my gut, to like the yes and the no inside my body. And so I've actually taken a really long stretch of my life to practice that, meaning really honoring if something felt like a no, like if somebody would ask me to dinner and I would feel that no in my body, but then like I'd want to be like, yeah, sure, like no problem. But actually like honoring that and strengthening my connection to what feels like a no So a lot of work has come in that, but again, because of all of this internal work, like I really feel safe when there's, when there's a chaos around me or a tornado, because it's like, it's okay. Like this is anchored. This is, you know, even when this doesn't feel anchored, it's still anchored in some way. So yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Uh, So something in life that I'm always just trying to work on and get better at is being more in the flow and surrendering more and more and you've uh i appreciate you you've in, you've inspired me to you know continue <laughs> to can to uh, continue on that path and and i mean I, I'm, I'm always going to keep trying but you know just to connect with somebody and and feel the power in that um it means a lot so i, I appreciate it. yeah this is an awesome conversation thank you for having me of course of course so I know right now there are people who are listening who are like, all right, I got to get in touch with Kiara. I need to understand who she is more. I can really use her services and her help. So before we cut out, if you could just, you know, let people know, you know, about the podcast and and where they can find you uh, online, on social media, all that good stuff. What does she even do? Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, listen, you can find me on Instagram, Bold Self. Pretty simple. That's where I am all the time. Um, as of right now, I have a website, boldself.com. You can go on there. It's getting redone. So it's kind of boring, but it's there. Um, and my podcast is the bold standard. Uh, so you can find that everywhere that, uh, podcast air. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm like, never on Facebook. I'm like, never on things like honestly, like Instagram, send me message and say hi, because like, that's my favorite thing. Um, and I'm really all about just like, building, you know, a sense of like conversation in my community. So reach out, say hello, scope out the stuff and just watch me sing Bon Jovi. It's pretty, pretty standard here. (laughs) If you want to be inspired to have a life where you can just dance and sing Bon Jovi and be your true self and live life and be extremely financially stable and feel amazing, then check out Kiara. Oh my God. Can I just steal that tagline? I feel like my whole team will be like, finally, after years and years of trying to describe what Kiara does, boom, here we have it just in one moment. Thank you. Of course. You are such a beautiful and incredible soul. You really are. I honestly, I really do. I I cherish this conversation. So thank you so much. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being present. Thank you for just being with us. We love you so much and uh, we'll see you next time.